Pittsburgh Steeler fans, welcome to this week's episode of Steelers War Room. I'm your host of this weekly show, Matty Peverell, the host of the show that likes to put you in the minds of Omar Khan, Mike Tomlin, and the rest of the Steelers front office as they look to put together a winning roster in 2023 and beyond. As I always like to say, a roster that can compete for a seventh Lombardi trophy. And so it's kind of a bittersweet episode for you today. This is actually the last Steelers War Room uh, that we will do on the Steel Curtain Network or was formerly behind the Steel Curtain Network. Um, I will be taking the show over, or the theme of the show at least, over to uh, the new channel that my co-host of Mark Davison and I have created uh, for Steelers Touch Down Under. Um, so we've got our last Saturday episode as well, or Friday night, Saturday live for us in the morning, but uh, Friday night live in the U.S., um, you know, that, that episode finishes up this week as well. Um, it's still curtain network. So, uh, if you're used to listening to on the audio side, that also won't unfortunately be available from the still curtain network. Um, and you will be able to find us on Steelers TDU on Apple, Spotify, and anchor that's there. Um, I sorted out some Apple stuff during the week issues we had with Mark and I did a, um, five positional draft needs, um, or some draft needs at five different positions. Um, about last week as a bonus episode before we kick the channel off. So I'd say you can go down and listen to that now. Um, but, you know, I thought I'd take a moment to just thank the audio listeners. This show started, this is episode 103. Um, so we're just going to miss uh, exactly a full um, two years of, of 104, so 52 weeks in a year of 104 episodes. And, and it's really bittersweet. Um, and a lot of credit goes to a lot of my BTSC colleagues and the editors, Dave, Jeff, and um, for encouraging me in this and, and, and Brian Anthony Davis, he's the big one I've got to thank because without him, this show doesn't exist. Um, this is a show that Brian Anthony Davis and I had talked about me doing and being able to do, uh, you know, I remember it was, I think it was a last weekend on a, a Thursday or Friday in January, two years ago, I was walking to a train station to get my train home after my day job. And, um, yeah, I never forget all like our version of the subway. I'll never forget it. So, yeah, really excited to give you this last episode. Um, On today's show, we're going to be talking about my top 75 Steeler fits um, in terms of prospects in the draft um, coming up from the draft class. Uh, It's, you know, it's funny. We're not really getting into free agency and free agents um, yet. That's something you'll be able to find on on the new channels. Um, now I did promise my big board of 75. We're actually going to talk about my big board, but I'm going to go by positions and the numbers of players, uh, because rather than ranking, and I'll tell you who, who on those lists, I think are a day one, day two or day three. I'm still trying to work out exactly the exact order, um, of my top 75 as well. There's a few guys that I'm sort of fiddling with at the moment for the Steelers. And look, a lot of this will change. I mean, obviously it depends what the Steelers do in free agency, who they re-sign, etc. It's just how I'm feeling if the Steelers had to go into the draft, you know, tomorrow. Um, I did want to point out a couple of things I saw it was interesting in terms of draft. Um, Daniel Jeremiah put out his one of his first mock drafts. And one of the things that he says, he, well, it's actually his 2.0 mock draft. And one of the things that he and Bucky say with their mocks, which I thought if you didn't, if you don't listen to their shows, move the sticks on NFL network. And it's hard because you've got all this content with steel curtain network. And then hopefully going and subscribing at Steelers TDU on, um, anchor, uh, you know, on anchor, Apple, um, or Apple podcasts or Spotify, or, you know, seeing us on YouTube, at Steelers touchdown under as well. So that's two sets of content that you're going to get a lot of, but, um, 
basically going back to it, Bucky Brooks and Daniel Jeremiah talk about their mock drafts not being their rankings of players. Mock drafts for them are where their feeling teams are going to pick based on what the league is doing. So that's the difference. Anyway, DJ put out a mock draft 2.0 on Monday um, for the US. Obviously, it's we're going live to you guys on Tuesday for the US. We're going live to you on your Wednesday. I recorded this my Wednesday night. Um, and he had the Steelers selecting Darnell Wright at pick 17, the tackle out of Tennessee. Joey Porter went at 16. So Joey Porter wasn't available. Gonzalez went at 14, you know, the sort of the top cornerback prospect for me. Um, so I thought that was interesting just to sort of see where that's. And Brian Brisey went at 24, I'm just saying, because he's been linked. Deontay Banks, a guy that is in my top 75, a guy I talked about um, in that positional needs show um, about a week ago with Marky D, Marky Davison, that is on the Steelers Touchdown under the new that YouTube channel. Deontay Banks went at 23. And the reason why I bring him up, um, I said he will be in when we talk about the cornerback prospects. But the other thing about Deontay Banks is I had him as a Steelers fit because when you read his profile, he it definitely sounds like a Steelers fit. He's a bigger cornerback. He's a junior out of Maryland, so we know about like you know Steelers and, and getting guys out of Maryland. He's six foot two, two hundred and five pounds. They um he's rated with a six point three, so that's eventually he'll be a a decent starter or a plus starter, um according to Lance Zerline. Um, I think he's rated. We've got him at. I can pull this up for you. Uh, he is rated number. 79, um, according to the draft network. But anyway, I just brought him up because I thought it was interesting Daniel Jeremiah had him that high. Um, and that's why, like, I, I and Breesy after him. Um, it was just one of the few that things that I've seen that, yeah, sort of caught me a little bit by surprise. Um, I thought maybe some teams might value him in the second round. But for him to go that highly, look at how much he might come in the conversation, particularly if the Steelers were to trade back. Again, I don't think they will because they haven't got to pick this high in a long time and probably don't plan on doing that um, for a very long time to come. Uh, but yeah, I just it was really interesting to see Deontay um, Banks there at 23 for Minnesota who continue to draft. Like they've been spending a, invested, a lot of picks over the last few years um, on the cornerback and still can't kind of solve that, that problem. Um, then the other thing I wanted to point out was Bucky Brooks, um, he and he put out top five prospects at each position. I thought it was interesting. A lot of these guys were guys we covered on last week's show, the top 17. A lot of these guys are in my top 75. Um, he had Drew Sanders, who we've talked about a couple of times on this podcast over the last sort of month or so in different forms, and we did that full profile on him. They talk about him as being the one number one linebacker, which is kind of interesting. Um, Joe Porter was ranked number two from cornerbacks. Christian Gonzalez, number three. So I think that kind of challenges a few people. Uh, they also, he didn't have JL Skinner in his top safeties, which really uh, caught me by surprise. Um, Brian Bracey was ranked number two from tackles over Siaki Yaka, which is interesting considering the injuries that um, Brian Bracey's had. So there were kind of a few interesting surprises um, with Bucky Brooks. Steve Avila, a guy we've talked about on many podcasts um, as well, he's or Steve, you know, Avila. He he was ranked there at four. He was ranked higher than Andrew Voorhees, which has kind of been consistent now. That's interesting because I think like sort of a month ago, Andrew Voorhees was considered one of the top interior offensive linemen. Uh, Cody Mork made top five tackles, and that's even considering we talked about Cody Mork um, on last week's show. And Cody is someone that's probably going to play on the interior, so it's an interesting trend that he's a top five tackle in this draft right now for Bucky Brooks. Um, but he can't even make um. 
you know, so he's a top five tackle for him and and he probably will play in the interior. It shows how flexible he is. And people saying he's already better than um Cam Jurgens. Uh Cole Strange, who was picked by the Patriots, I think it was like 27 in uh the 2022 NFL draft. But with that, we're gonna get straight into the actual um, you know, what I wanted to talk about today in terms of my top 75. So I'm going to give you a breakdown of how many players have got a position. Each position, we're going to take a break, and I'm going to get straight into them for you as well. We're going to try and go rapid fire here for you now. All right, so my top 75, this is what the makeup looks like right now. We have 10 cornerbacks, um, and that's the most I've got at any position, apart from offensive tackle, where I also have the um, 10 players. So that tells you they're kind of the top two positions I'm looking at, and top two really for where the Steelers are picking in the first round as well. Next, I've got seven, I've got eight at wide receiver and eight at interior offensive line. Now, it's the reason I've got eight at wide receiver is I've got a few guys much later in the draft. Uh, and there's some top prospects. And I wouldn't dis I don't think they I don't think realistically they're gonna move DJ, but if they wanted to or if they wanted to bring someone in um and then see how DJ goes, I totally get it. I think they're gonna pick wide receivers somewhere. I, I, I just, I've just got eight prospects there. That's that's what I looked at in terms of steel fits. Uh, I have seven safeties and seven interior defensive linemen. Now, obviously, we know the Steelers need help in interior defensive line. I think they're going to bring back, or they'll try to bring back Ogan Joby. There'll be other guys available um, in free agency. I also feel like safety, obviously, you've got Edmonds and KZ off contract. They'll want to bring, ideally, probably both those guys back, at least Edmonds back, I think. But this is a chance to get younger and 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 get a guy that can play off you even more versatility in sub packages. Bit of an Isaiah Simmons type. There's a few of those guys out there, um, you know, guys you'd hope could turn into that. So I've got seven um, safeties. And more of these guys are more sort of strong safety fits. I then have five inside linebackers. Uh, now I think the Steelers need them, but I've I've got Steelers picking them within the first three picks they have in the draft, and they have two second round picks at 32 and 49. I have five edge defenders. Now, these are defensive ends in a 3-4. I have four tight ends, four running backs, two outside linebackers, and only two quarterbacks. Now, I've only got two because I think there's guys that will go undrafted that could be considered. I did have Hendon Hooker, but I wanted to get an extra edge rusher in there. And I felt Hendon Hooker, particularly with how far he'd gone up in Bucky Brooks's um, cornerback prospects when he made the top five there, even with his injury, I do think the age is going to benefit him in terms of what um, NFL front, like front offices and franchises think of him. I don't think the Steelers are going to be in a position, a position where they want to pick a quarterback that high. So I took Hooker out. Um, I took Hendon Hooker out of that for now. And like I'd love to get him in the third or fourth round. I think that would be really good for the Steelers. Um, I don't think they're going to be drafting you know, the, the Tennessee quarterback. All right, with that, we're going to take a break on Steel's Roar Room during part two, leading to each prospect by each position. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go 
to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, price line. Back on Steelers War Room. I'm your host this week, this show, Matty Peverell, the host of the show that likes to put you in the minds of Omar Khan, Mike Tomlin, the rest of the Steelers front office as they look to put together a winning roster in 2023 and beyond. I can't believe it's the last time I'm going to say that slogan on Steel Curtain Network. Uh, very bittersweet. I just, I got to say before I kick into these players, because I'll probably rush through at the end and, and, and I'll miss it. I just, this show doesn't happen without you guys as the listeners. Without the listeners, there's no reason for me to do the show. I do a lot of research into these shows. Um, I think sometimes I, I listen back and I feel like I've tried to say too much in too short a time. Um, but there's so much research I do and I don't get to talk about it. Uh, there's interesting things I find out and I only try and give you guys the most interesting ones. Um, I, I, I think this year... We had it was so interesting the role that the rookies played in season. So this show that's usually a rookie report and that will stay um, at our new audio and YouTube home. That's something we'll definitely be keeping up with each week. Um, you know, I, I've enjoyed doing that this season. We we accelerated, as I said, the rookies played such a big part. I couldn't do as much on the college side of things. Um, I'm gonna miss not doing free agency on this. So I do hope you go and subscribe to that. I do. I you know this is more of a, I think for Mark and I an au revoir. Um, to use the French term with with Steel Curtain Network, it's not a goodbye. Um, you know, it's a you know we'll see you again soon. Um, but yeah, it's just it's been an absolute pleasure to bring you this content. I do hope I can still engage with you guys. You can always email me even if you don't necessarily subscribe or listen to the new, new channel at AussieSteeler91 at gmail.com. That's A U S I E Steeler91 at gmail.com. Happy to answer any questions you got. If you are going to subscribe to the new shows, again, always willing to, you know, find out, um, you know, what those questions are, themes that you've got, um, random questions you have. Uh, yeah, I, I'd love to. I'd love to be able to even tailor more content for you, and I'd love to be able to build on this audio relationship that we've developed. Um, you know, with me on the other side of the world, in most instances, probably as well. Um, so yeah, as I said, you'll be able to find us on Steelers TDU on. Apple Podcasts, on Spotify, on Anchor, if that's where you get your podcast from, um, and Steelers Touchdown Under uh, at YouTube. Um, so if you go into YouTube, chat Steelers Touchdown Under, and you'll get more content on the YouTube than you even will the audio. Um, but anyway, we're going to try and syndicate as much as we can from, from YouTube to audio. All right, let's get into it. Final final Steelers War in Part 2 for Steel Curtain Network. Um, let's start off with the cornerbacks. So cornerbacks, we have Christian Gonzalez, uh, ranked number five for the draft network in total overall talent prospects um, in the draft. We have Joe Porter, number two. We have Clark Phillips, the third, number three. And these, remember, these are the guys that I'm saying in my top 75 right now for the Steelers and fits for the, fits for the Steelers. Um, got a very croaky throat, so I'm trying to get through this without uh, coughing too much. Uh, Julius Brents at 48. Uh, out of he's a, he's a part of the Wildcats. We then have uh, Garrett Williams. Um, he's from Syracuse at sixty six. Travis Hodges Tomlinson at seventy. Uh, Deontay Banks at seventy nine. Who we talked about in part one. Uh, Tyreek Stevenson at uh, he's ranked number ninety on their list. Um, and Darius Rush at one hundred ninety six. And then Miley Ross at two hundred thirty. Now I think 
basically Gonzalez, Joe Porter Jr., Clark Phillips. I think Hodges, Tomlinson, and Deontay Banks are all day one and day two players. Obviously, some of those are different day one. Uh, I think Williams, um, Joyce Brents, and Tyreek Stevenson are are definitely, you know, um, guys that could be, you know, make it into day two. I think Darius, Rush, and Riley Moss are definitely day three guys. Um, And I, I mean, I do see potentially Tyreek Stevenson slip. It'll just depend on, I think, his pro day. And I also think it depends on his 40. Uh, because if teams can think that he's got a good 40, I think that'll put him up a little bit because he is six foot and he does weigh 214 pounds. Um, so that talks about a lot more versatility uh, from, from him. The next position on our list is offensive tackle. Now, in, in terms of offensive tackle, we start off with... Uh, let's rank these. It's not wanting to do it for me. So funny, it doesn't do that. Um, we've got Paris Johnson Jr. Uh, I've tried to sort this by ranking and I haven't done it. Um, he's ranked number eight on the draft network's prospects out of the Buckeyes with 615 pounds. He's a day one guy. Um, Dewan Jones, he seems to be like he sort of threw the senior ball where everyone was like, Yeah, he's gonna pick in the first round. Now he's sort of really the second round, maybe 32 for the Steelers, for example. Um, I can see he's a potential day one player, definitely a day two player. Darnell Wright. Um, out of the uh, Tennessee Volunteers, he's a day two player. He could be picked in the in the first round if he has a really good um, combine and pro day. You've got Jalen Duncan um, out of the Maryland Terrapins. I think he's a day two pick, um, potential for the Steelers. Broderick Jones is a day one pick. Uh, he'll, he'll be going around one. So, you know, and, and if he slips to where the Steelers are picking, I think he's a better fit for the Steelers, maybe even than Paris Johnson um, and definitely more than Dewan Jones and Darnell Wright. Um, you've got Jackson Kirkland. He's a day three guy. I thought he'd be much higher. He returned. He was meant to come out last year. And I think he did his ankle, but he did an injury about this time last year. It was his ankle. Um, went back and they, Washington didn't, you know, he didn't have the, as good a season as or um, as great a season this year as he had. Last time around, um, we then have Warren Carter. He's a day two or three pick, probably an early day three pick um, out of the Pittsburgh Panthers. Uh, so he'll be someone Steel fans are familiar with. You've got Wanya Morris. He's a day three pick um, out of the Oklahoma Sooners. And then I've got Zion Nelson out of the Hurricanes and Eric Miller out of Purdue. Uh, those guys are unranked right now for the draft network. but So they'd probably be day three picks or even undrafted free agents. But I think Zion Nelson, given his previous rep and the fact he's a junior, um, I, I think he, I think he'll go round six, early round seven at worst. So that's my two most, I guess, populous positions, if you like, in terms of prospects in my top 75, um, if the Steelers were drafting tomorrow. All right, so then we get into interior defensive line where I've got seven guys. Um, these are sort of ranked sort of all throughout the draft really. Um, so that's kind of interesting. So we've got Brice, Brian Bracey. Uh, I think, you know, it makes sense. Everyone sort of knows him, Clemson. You know, there's that photo doing the rounds on you know, on the internet around Mike Tomlin looking really happy with his pro day. Uh, he's a day one pick probably, worst case in early day two. Um, then you've got Keanu Benton. Just, I mean, the Steelers talk to him. He's in there. I think he's a day two guy. Uh, Kalijah Cansey out of the Panthers. I've got him there. Um, I do think I do question his height and like height and weight for what the Steelers want to do, but he could be really helpful in sub package. 
uh, particularly if he can prove a bit of speed in the combine and pro days. So, um, yeah, I, I don't know if he'll be... I think he'll slip down my list, um, but I, I would be surprised if a team doesn't pick him on day two. I've got Zach Pickens, who I'm actually a big fan of from the Gamecocks. Um, 305 pounds, six for four. I really like him. Um, get two players, Pickens, subs in, you know, in, you know, um, you know, the same year after year. Um, I think, yeah, I just, I like this guy, Zach Pickens. I think he's good. I like what he does on tape. Um, so yeah, he's, he's ranked 102. He's, he's a day two pick though for me. Um, a day two fit for the Steelers. Then you've got Siaki Ika. Now he's, they've draft never have him ranked 104. He's going to go well before that. I think he's an early day two pick for some teams. Um, but he's on my list there. I'm going to have to know they're ranked. Then I've got Keandre Coburn uh, from the my Texas Longhorns. I loved him when he played for Texas. Big heart. He's six foot two, 343 pounds. He probably has to drop a bit of that weight unless he's going to measure in at 6'3 or 6'4 uh, through this process. Um, he'd probably, probably get to a playing weight. If he can get to about 320, I think that'd be good for him. He's, he does do really well against the run. Like, I wouldn't sit there and say I've like which deep tapes people on him, but when I watch games, I notice what he does in the run game, and I'm and it's usually pretty good. Um, then he's a he's ranked 155. If you get him in, you know, don't, still don't have a fifth round pick, but if he's sitting there in something like the fifth, I think trading back in or trading up there, you know, could be something that's worth considering. And then you have Jared Clark um, out of the Chanticleers. He's six four, 345 pounds. I think he's going to move way higher up this list. He's now currently 236, particularly if you look at what, um, oh, it was not O'Farrell, but Farrell, Neil Farrell, yeah, out of LSU last year where he got drafted. I don't see Jared Clark getting drafted that late. Um, but that's my interior defensive lineman prospects. We then move to the safety position. Um, and I'm going to, I've got to tick double because they've doubled up on me here. Um, so we, the first players we've got is Brian Branch out of the Alabama Crimson Tide. And he's listed at safety. He's probably going to be more of a slot, a special slot corner. Um, I've got him in there purely if he slipped to 32. I don't think he will. Uh, but you know, that he is a fit for the Steelers or if they really want a slot corner. Uh, but giving you probably like I'm thinking the Steelers will re-sign Sutton. I don't think that's something they need to specifically go out for in the draft. And they need to look at guys going to have a bigger impact than a specialist position like that. Uh, then we've got Antonio Johnson out of the Aggies. Now, I've, I'm have i talking to them ranked. I have JL Skinner a bit higher up my list than that. But um, anyway, so Antonio Johnson out of the Aggies is there at 50. You've got Sidney Brown out of the fighting LNI. He is someone that looks really good on, like, definitely he subs us some splashes and some big plays on tapes and big hits. I'm really into um, seeing if he slips. Right now, I think he is a day two player, uh, probably back end of day two. Then you've got Brandon Joseph, who moved from Northwestern, where he was touted to come out and have a really good draft, to uh, move over to the Fighting Irish. He played at Notre Dame. He um, didn't have... The best season this year. Notre Dame didn't have the best season. He slipped way down the list. So that's interesting. It's sort of a cautionary tale in going back. Um, but he wanted to sort of play in that Notre Dame defense that, you know, Kyle Hamilton had some success in. Um, so yeah, he's ranked at 72. I do think he'll be in, a, in the, a, a, you know, before day two ends, he should be off the board unless he has a bad, you know, time, time between now and the draft. Then you've got Jamie Robinson, the safety out of the Seminoles. 
Um, then they've ranked JL Skinner. I think JL Skinner is a day two pick for sure. People are going to be attracted by 6'4, 218 pounds. I think he'll run a 444 or 442 uh, in the 40. I think people will get enamored with his athletic ability. And then you've got Kavion Merriweather, who really wasn't on my prospect list. Uh, he's 6'4, 211 pounds out of the um, Iowa State Hawkeyes. He had a pretty cool senior bowl. I thought he really showed some things, especially like a scramble play, and he preempted it. Um, so I, Iowa Hawkeyes, not Iowa State Hawkeyes. Uh, and he, yeah, I, I just really liked what he did in that game, and uh, I just think it's cool with his um, size and his weight. I think he's, he offers you something there. I wonder if he could be a slot corner. Um, and so, yeah, I think I think it's going to be interesting. Top reason to buy in for him, solid body, body control, physicality, good athlete with speed, sufficient downhill tackler. Top reasons for concern, according to the draft network, lack of wow factor, pursuit angles need improvement, alignment issues. I think he's someone that could do really well with a bit of coaching up, um, you know, in a year two. Anyway, that's the safety position. We'll now move to wide receiver. I'm just trying to crack through these pretty quick um, so that this stays a pretty short, diet, you know, really nice, tight and sweet podcast for you all. Um, wide receiver, we've got Jordan Addison purely more because – I think he could slip. I don't think he had a good year for USC. He's pretty small weight. Uh, unless he blitzes, and people are talking like he might absolutely positively, or Pickett even said this, blitz the 40-yard at the combine and pro days. I think he could be there at 32. And if he's there at 32, I don't, you know, you should probably, the Steelers probably should pick him. Um, then you got Quinn and Johnston. I think, you know, I don't think the Steelers are going to pick him in number one. But, you know, as I said, it's top fits, top prospects. It's big board. Say Flowers, the guy I would like to see them consider. Definitely if he's there at 49, probably need to pick him at 32. Depends on what they do in free agency in terms of cornerback and offensive tackle, and then they do in round one. Um, but I think this guy is a better pros- much better prospect than Deontay was coming out, and I think he offers some long-term support at the position. Then you've got Keishon Butte out of the LSU Tigers. Uh, he's there at ranked number 45 for the Draft Network overall prospects. Um, then you've got Xavier Hutchinson out of the Cyclones. Uh, he's ranked 83. He's six foot three, 210 pounds. I think I like that size. Interested to see what he runs at the combine. Then I've got Trey Palmer out of the Cornhuskers. Um, he's probably started day three, I, I feel like. That's where sort of the cutoff is. Then I've got Andre um, Isavias. I think I pronounced that wrong, out of Clemson, six foot four, 200 pounds. I like him from the perspective of he was a big wide receiver. He wasn't really on my radar. He's ranked 115 for the draft network. He looked, I thought he looked good on the senior ball. I thought he got involved. You saw his name around. That was cool. Same as Ronnie Bell, 167 from the Wolverines, six foot, 192 pounds. Wide receiver is probably one of the positions where if you do continue to listen to me in the new venture channels, um, I think I'm going to see a bit of movement in wide receiver, but this is kind of how I'm feeling at the moment, uh, you know, in, in mid-Feb. And that's when I started putting I put this started putting this together in early Feb, and that's sort of how I'm feeling um, as we go into into March. All right, next on the list we have interior offensive line, and I have a bunch of guys there. The prospects go as they're ranked. So you've got John Michael Schmitz. Um, I, he's a day one, or maybe a day one player, probably day two. I've got Osiris Torrance next. Um, Cody Mork, Andrew Voorhees, Steve Avila. Now, I probably have Steve Avila with Torrance and Schmidt, Schmitz um, because I think 
I mean, Cody Mork's up there. Some teams are going to buy into Cody Mork, but Avila is definitely a better prospect than Voorhees. I would pick him for their Steelers before Torrance. I know Torrance has played some, had some really good games, and I know he's a junior, um, but I tr- I just trust Avila, uh, and I think he can play center as well. I'm not sure that's what you want out of Osiris Torrance. I think the Steelers need that versatility. I also think John Michael Schmitz is definitely going to be a center at the next level. And that sort of detracts from me as him being like the guy over Torrance. I think if you're picking a guard, fine. If you need a center immediately and the Steelers do have Mason Cole, that's why I'm more interested in Steve Avila and Cody Mork. I think they're, they're higher for me on this big board, um, even though I'm going by the, the draft network rankings. Then you have Oluskan Oluwatimi out of the Wolverines, six foot three, 310 pounds, interior offensive lineman out of the Wolverines. Um, Braden Daniels out of the Utes. Uh, six foot four, 300 pounds. I like it because he's young um, and you can mold him. And then I've got TJ Bass out of the Oregon Ducks at 244. So Braden Daniels and TJ Bass, probably day three guys. Um, a loose gun, we'll see. Avila is definitely going early day, um, or go, at least probably I think he's definitely a second rounder, very early third rounder. Andrew Voorhees could be in the third to fourth round. Cody Mork is going one to the end to the early three. Tight. Ty- um, Osiris Torrance and Michael Schmidt are going in the first 50 picks, I reckon first 50 to 55. All right, then we're going to move on to linebacker, linebacker. And then at linebacker, we've got five guys. Um, keep this pretty short and sweet. Uh, maybe I'll lie. Yes, five guys. Yep. Um, Damara and Overshawn, uh, Drew, sorry, why is this not right? Yeah, Drew Sanders as my top prospect. Henry Toto, we talked about those guys. Jack Campbell. Who's six foot five, 243 pounds. He keeps improving in my mind. I want to do some film on him in one of the new venture shows. He um he's also been training with one of my absolute favorites. If you're a regular in this show, you know I talk about him um and on touchdown under, and that's Luke Keekley. He's been training with him. Watch him go up the boards if he has big pro pro day combine. Uh, especially with the size and weight. If he can prove speed, he might be the second guy off the board ahead of Henry Toto. I then got Damaran Overshawn, particularly if the Steelers don't get a linebacker in their first three or four picks, uh, particularly because he's six or four, 224 pounds. He can stack on another 10 to 15 pounds and you can move him across like from inside to outside. Uh, I like that for Damaran Overshawn. He's a playmaker. I've loved watching him for the Longhorns. I'd love him to be a Steeler. And then I've got Owen Papo um, out of Auburn, I think it is. Um, and I've got him there because. He was someone that's really kind of been highly touted um, over the course of his NF, over the course of his college career. This season, he had one interception, two forced fumbles, two sacks. Um, I'm just interested to see how he goes in this process. Top reasons to buy an equal in the draft network are tremendous athleticism range, coverage upside, developmental run defending upside, leadership work ethic, reasons for concern. He's undersized for a middle linebacker. He struggles when sometimes to take on blocks modest read and react skills and too many missed tackles. But I think he's someone that can develop. Um, and I think if you got him, he's currently ranked 135 in their overall prospects. If you got him in the fourth round, he would probably turn out to be quite a steal for you. Um, but that is the linebackers. And now we'll move on to tight end. Tight end, I've got four guys right now. Um, I've got Dalton Kincaid from the Utah Utes. I think he's he's 36 on the NFL Network's pros, um sorry, the Draft Network's prospects. He's a top three tight end, I think, for Bucky Brooks. Um, I've got Tucker Craft, he's a top five tight end, I think, for Bucky Brooks as well. He's from the Jack Rabbits. Uh, I've got Cameron Latu uh out of the Crimson Tide. 
um, Alabama, and I have Payne Durham out of Purdue, who had a great senior bowl. One guy I don't have on there is Dennis Allen out of Clemson. I probably would swap him for Latu at the moment. I just need to finish watching that tape because I haven't decided how high I'm on him yet. Um, in mock drafts, like with Pro Football Network, you can get him in the sixth or seventh. I think he's actually potentially a third or fourth round player, but I need to finish my film um, study on him. All right. Uh, moving on to the edge positions. So the way this works is that it is bundled um, when you look at the draft network. And I mean, it is for most things like uh, even like over the cap, um, they bundle this sort of stuff. Luke Van Ness is the top prospect by ranking on that board. I am not fully sold on it. I'm not sold him in the first round of the Steelers, maybe at 32. He's 264 pounds, 645. I think he needs to put on more weight than that. I think he might be weighing less than that at Combine, and I'm not sure the Steelers need to invest a first, the, one of their first three picks on edge rushes. Um, then I've got Tuli, Tuli Potu out of the USC Trojans. Uh, there, and, and this is remember, this is ranked on the Draft Network. Colby Wooden out of the Auburn Tigers. I quite like him. I think he could be interesting for the Steelers. I've got Zach Harrison out of the Buckeyes. I really like him again. I think both those two guys can put on weight. Zach Harrison, 77. Colby Wooden, 75. These four guys are going in the first two days. I've got Will McDonald from more of an outside linebacker perspective. Uh, I think, you know, he's an interesting one for the Steelers. I still think he's a third or fourth round guy. I don't think he's value in the second. Uh, If he gets picked that high, good luck to him. Then you've got Andre Carter, the second. He's six foot seven and 260 pounds. Now, he's an interesting guy because I think when you think about what he does in his size, he can definitely put on some weight. Um, he was at Army, and I think what was interesting with West Point and like his time at West Point, and what I've heard from him in some draft circles is that like their program of things outside of football is not conducive to stacking on weight. So once he gets to the NFL, you could see him put 20 or 30 pounds on particularly six foot seven. They talked about him being a wide receiver and tight end in high school. So he's a really athletic guy. Um, you know, it's huge intangibles. He's super educational. Um, they use this sort of question about his dyna- dynamism, um, his some of his athleticism, some of his polish um, needs a lot of improvement as a pass rusher. I trust the Steelers can do that and functional strength. But if you look at where we're talking about him at 128, if you got him in the fourth, fifth, or sixth, you'd be pretty happy with that. Um, so in early anytime on day three. And then I've got Jose Ramirez, who popped up on Daniel Jeremiah's Instagram story. And I liked what I saw. He's six foot two, 238 pounds. I want to see a bit more from him. He's ranked 173 with the draft network in terms of overall prospect ranking. Um him, I yeah, I put him on this list because I liked what I saw even from some snippets. Um, and I want to do some more investigation there. All right, that's edges. We've got our six last positions. We've got running back and we've got cornerback. I'll combine them because there's only six of them. All right, we've got uh let's rank these. Okay, cool. So we've got Tajay Spears running back. Roshan Johnson from the Longhorns. I really like Roshan Johnson. I don't think they used him nearly enough at the Senior Bowl. That was a mistake. I think he'll show out at the Combine. He sat behind Bijan Robinson, and people were going to start to become aware of who he is with Bijan Robinson's pro day with the Combine when he starts getting compared. He's always flashed and been something on tape. I think he's a great number two or three for a team, and number two for the Steelers, even with a Jalen Warren. He's six foot two, 223 pounds. He is pretty quick. I do think he'll run in the four fours at the Combine. 
I hope he runs on the lower edge of that scale. That'll do wonders for his draft stock. Um, and I think he's a day two player. I definitely think he's a day two player. Um, then you've got Tanner McKee in terms of the cornerback. He's my top cornerback on this. He's number five for Bucky Brooks. I think he'll go um, pretty early. I actually think he'll go in before the end of day two. Then I've got Keandre Miller out of the TCU Horn Frogs um, at 218 pounds, six foot. He's a junior. He's 145 in terms of NFL draft network rank. Uh, so the draft network's ranking. I think he's an early day three pick. Then I've got Jake Hayner out of the um, Fresno State Bulldogs. Uh, I've liked what he's done for a couple of years now. He's probably moved himself from a sixth to a fourth round pick over the last year. I'm interested to see where he ends up falling. And it kind of depends where guys like Hendon Hooker and McKee fall as well. Um, he might be someone that falls way down this, particularly as people wait to get their version of a Brock Purdy. And then I've got Eric Gray rounding out the running backs and rounding out all these prospects um, at 197 for the NFL Draft Network. Uh, not the NFL Draft Network. For the Draft Network, um, for the NFL Draft, 5'9", 206 pounds, really small, low center of gravity guy. Looked like he did some good things the week of the Pro Bowl um, as well. So I, I've also got a guy I pick regularly, the guy out of Northwestern. I think it's um, Evan Gull, I think it is. Um, I pick him regularly in some mock drafts. I like him as well. He just hasn't unseated another player um, in my top 75. He'd be in my top 100 Steeler fits, but not in my top 75. So with that, we are going to wrap up the last Steelers War Room on the Steel Curtain Network. All I can say is it's been an absolute pleasure. Um, it's, you know, as I say, it's bittersweet. Um, please, if you'd like to hear more of us, email me at aussiesteeler91 at gmail.com. Stay tuned with Steel Curtain Network. They've got some really exciting things coming. And I hope I can be in touch with you on Steelers Touch Down Under on YouTube. That's a YouTube channel. Or Steelers TDU on um, Apple uh, Podcasts and Spotify. And yeah, as, as always, it's Go Steelers. And it's just been a pleasure talking to you, all of you in Steeler Nation, all of you audio listeners. Um, but yeah, best of luck. Go Steelers. Hopefully they can pull off a miracle and win a seven-point body trophy in 2023.